to the Stress Reduce Fat Loss Podcast, where we teach and mentor you, the health and fitness professional, on how to holistically transform your client's body, health, and life. I'm one of your hosts, Ken Sylvan. Alongside me, you'll hear from Joe Arcos, Sarah Fennell, and Barrett Ozef. Each episode, you'll have a combination of us sharing our 70-plus years of combined knowledge and experience in the health and body transformation industry. Our goal is to help you expand your awareness of holistic transformations and teach you how to get deeper results for your clients. Let's jump into this episode. Welcome back to the Stress Reduce Fat Loss Podcast. I'm Ken, your host, and I have my awesome co-host, Sarah Fennell. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm doing fantastic. I love these conversations. We have another, uh, we have a, a topic that's simple, that's, you know, we all do it every single day. Um, we all need it, uh, but there's such a varying degree of what this can do for someone. And so what is our topic today, Ken? Don't sleep. Sleep. Yeah. yeah. Sleep is that says, I always tell people we are vampires without fangs. We need good sleep. <laughs> and it's like, don't, don't get it twisted. We are vampires. Without good sleep, we're not so great. Yes. I find that um, if someone is not paying attention to their sleep, they only realize when it's massively disrupted. Like maybe it's insomnia or maybe it's like you get sick and you just can't get out of bed. But you know, it's such a spectrum and there's so many other different small little symptoms or, or things that can pop up to make you aware that your sleep quality isn't that great. And I think this conversation will pull out a lot of that um, and give some insight to our listeners. And so, you know, through different conversations that you and I have had, Ken, you've always said that you like to focus on sleep first. So if you're working with a client, sure, maybe their nutrition needs some help. Maybe they need to actually start moving their body. Like there's other factors that need work, but sleep is always the first thing that you focus on. So why is that? Sleep is, it's the biggest hack. It's the biggest foundation and it affects everything. It'll affect how our insulin's released. It'll affect our stress hormone. You know, it'll affect uh, our digestion. It can affect how we detoxify. So all these things can create smoke and mirrors. And then as a coach, you are chasing things. For, Why isn't this working? Why I'm feeding them the right macros? I'm doing this. Whatever it is that we're saying, I'm feeding this kind of meal plan. It's not working. But if the basis isn't there, which is sleep, I'll release way more insulin than I should eating the same meal plan. Or I can still be constipated regardless of magnesium, power, water, anything. So it's like sleep is where we start. When that's running well, all plans work better under a great sleep umbrella. Yeah. I think it, uh, the it, talking about uh, um, you know meal plan, I think a lot of even clients, they put so much value on the nutrition and the meal plan. And what you're saying there with insulin and, you know, what we teach our students in the transformation mentorship, if, if a student, if a client is insulin resistant, meaning it doesn't, it's insulin isn't working properly, it's not metabolizing carbs properly. And so if you even try to fix to an insulin sensitivity, maybe do what we call like a carb boot camp, or you do some intermittent fasting, you know, you're, manip you're manipulating carbs to try to figure out the insulin issue. But if there's a sleep issue, it doesn't matter what you do with that meal plan because the insulin is still not working properly because of the sleep function. And so like, it's so, it's so simple, like you have to sleep. And so let's talk about what, what quality of sleep, like quantity of sleep, like timing, like setting up environment. There's so many things that this conversation could branch into right now. Yeah. And you're right. You said you, you hit on the head when you said there's a spectrum, there's such mm. a big spectrum of sleep. It's like, 
most of us close our eyes, wake up, and we call it sleep. It's sleep is like, it can be amazing. It can be fabulous. It could be good. It could be okay. It could be just surviving, you know? So there's, I think that is the concern. That's why most people don't really take sleep as, as a serious thing. Cause like, well, I'm getting something yeah. and we think something is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to sleep, there is a hard stop on a line, you know, and we need to talk about the length, for example, yeah. Yeah. length of sleep matters. Like four hours sleep, like I'm going to grind and make millions and like, you're going to come see us. You're going to be dead, bro. You're going to, you're going to come see our students. You're going to see, you're going to need help yeah. for sleeping four hours a night, unless you're that well, 1% of population that can go on a little amount of sleep. And they're like, it's like a 1% of the population. That's not a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. And your sleep, maybe we'll call it a sleep journey. Cause let's say it's like six to eight hours. There's a journey that you go through and your body goes through and different things happen. And so let's talk about beginning of sleep and different symptoms that people might recognize to give them more clues into like their sleep quality. And so um, we'll talk about going to sleep. What is popping up for someone if they're having issues falling asleep? Like, let's say it takes them like half an hour to fall asleep. Their mind is racing. What is that a clue to Ken? Uh, Well, number one, five minutes is the time it should take you to fall asleep. And every minute beyond five minutes is more of a sleep concern. So Mm. you're looking at either really low neurotransmitter brain chemical called GABA, you know, possibly formed half in the gut, shipped to the brain, okay? So if GABA is really low, our the electricity in our brain turns on at night. So we become night owls. Mm. And then if we're a night owl, when my head hits the pillow, it's going to go, zzzz. now I'm going to start thinking, thinking in the future, maybe worrying, maybe have anxiety, trying to solve things, or just staying up late. So low GABA is one, or it could be high stress hormone, you know, like a on phones, like I just got off a call, like stressful day at work or watching TV, like whatever it is, all those things, pushing stress hormone up. Okay. We'll push melatonin away. Melatonin has gone. My brain's going to be awake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you should be asleep within five minutes and every five minutes after is a sleep concern. Okay. So yeah. let's talk about ramping up to a bedtime. You know, let's talk about, you know, the two hours leading up to a bedtime. What should that look like for someone to optimize an environment for their body and even their bedroom for sleep? In an ideal world, I tell people to set alarms for when the electronics should shut off. Ah. So your bedtime alarm should be like, mine goes off around 930. My phone goes to grayscale. So everything's kind of gray, apps slow down. Um, So that helps me go, oh, this phone's not working great. So annoying, but I know it's good for me phone goes away because I just can't see anything anyway. Number two, I'm making sure food, I shouldn't be eating at that two hours before bed. I should be like, food should be done, you know, for the, for the most sense, you know, there's always exceptions to the rule, but for most people, food should be done by then. Um, number three, you, you really should be looking at all the lights around. And this is a very simple one. I started a couple years ago when we we're kids, what did our parents do for us? Dim the lights. Yes. Talk softly. Oh, cause it's stimulus. Like, you know what I mean? So turning off or turning down lights, having lights you only need on the house. We did a cool thing once putting candles on, you know, at around nine o'clock. And I'm telling you, everyone was sleeping so much easier. My dog's like, oh my gosh, I slept right through the night. No magnesium bed. I was like, yeah. Ken, I I have a shower most nights at like eight o'clock. And as I'm like winding down my night, cleaned up from dinner, uh, like winding down my night and I shower with candles on. I love it. They're in the bedroom. Like I literally blow out a candle to go to bed. It's that soft, dim lighting. It's, and it just, it's so beautiful to look at as well. And, and so people don't realize the environment 
environment and stimulus and, and lights. We, we have a school behind us and there is a floodlight on all night long and we have blackout curtains, but you know, there's always like that line that gets through, right. Or like the bed, the bathroom door is like open a crack. Cause we have a, a bathroom beside our bedroom. And so even those small little glimpses of light, your body adjusts you in the night. And then I wake up sometimes at like 4am and it looks so bright in the room. Didn't look like that when I went to bed. Cause I was used to more natural light. So I got, okay. um, I got a, an eye, an eye mask and it's phenomenal when you can't see any light at all. And you're literally in darkness. I feel so sound when I sleep. It's like there's zero stimulation. You know, light is, you're right. Like Whenever I have, uh, I don't wear a mask because I'm just going to say it makes me feel constricted and creepy. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, literally, I literally take a t-shirt and I just throw it over my, over my eyes and I tuck it around my nose so I can breathe. So I don't suffocate. But anyway, doing that, same thing right through the night. Yeah. Like we back on a golf course, there's no light, but there's, there's still light in the world. It's not like being up North at, you know, you and Joe's place that you guys go to, yeah. which is black, yeah. which is like nothing. There's always still light. So you're right. I'd wake up at least once sometimes. And I felt the difference in my sleep. The ease of getting to sleep was different. Yes. So, and our skin has little sensors, right? We always think, well, the LEDs over there, I got my back to the, you know, the, the TV, or I got my back to the light. It doesn't matter. Our skin has sensors. So when it touches that, or it's like, Hey, time to get up, let's go fire. It means adrenals are like, yeah. So those are all things we need to understand. We don't need light at all in our room. Yeah. You think about caveman days and really what our body was equipped for in terms of an, of an environment. There were no street lights. There were no little like, you know, uh, our, we have a dimmer switch in our bedroom and there's a little, little green light right below it. And I ended up putting black electrical tape over top yes. of it because it was driving me nuts. I've become oh, so, um, we'll call it particular about my sleep and the environment that I'm putting my body in because every little thing that I shift or adjust, I feel a difference in my body. And so getting that light out, having an eye mask on, no light in the bedroom at all, because I live in the city and you don't realize how much street lights illuminate everything. Oh, yeah. Well, you look at, you know, people, let's say you're in the country driving back into the city. Have you ever looked over a city? Like you can see the, oh, yeah. a city, it glows. It's like a dome of light at midnight. <laughs> it's not dark. No, it's not. You know, and people call it, when you're so aware, they call you sensitive. You sensitive. But I'm like, no, you're aware. You're a sentinel. You are aware of things um, more than the regular person. Yes. It's not hypersensitivity. Most people's senses are dulled down to how their body feels and reacts. Sure. So most people aren't aware of these things. Like if a cell phone's in the room, I'll get up three times. Not on per even if I don't know it's there. Cell phones in the room, I'll be like, man, I'm up so much tonight. What's going on? Go hunt around. Oh, cell phone's on. You know, like it gives you a hyperactivity. Little, yeah. It's my brain will just be on. Like, you know, that's that's how if I look at a cell phone after I take magnesium, I'm up for another hour. Mm. I can push right through almost a gram and a half of mag if I have a cell phone or a TV on. If it's there's no electronics, I'll go down even harder. I'll go down like nine o'clock. I'll go down anyway with mag, but you see light and you're back on, right? Yeah. Because of how my brain is. So it's a big difference. I, I like being aware or call me sensitive or whatever. It's yeah. important. Yeah. And I think having that contrast, you mentioned um, Joe's uncle's property up north, which it's off grid. There's no street lights, um, nothing attached to any governmental electronic thing, like solar powered. And at night, like there are zero lights and there's something 
And when you can have that contrast of that darkness, that natural darkness we're supposed to sleep in, and then you come back to the city, if you have that awareness, you can start to realize your, your quality of sleep or, or what happens in the night, just because you don't have full, full darkness. So anybody listening here, I urge you, like, just start playing with your sleep and paying attention. You don't need to overhaul everything right away, but just start becoming aware and like, shut off the electronics, maybe two hours before bed. Um, Don't have a meal two hours before bed. Like you said, Um, get some blackout curtains, like just see how that feels on your body. Um, Because I think you and I can, we've become addicted to like, how, how can I hack my sleep even more? How can I feel even better? How can I get more restful sleep? Because it makes your quality of life so much better. And that's like, who doesn't want a better quality of life? And that's one of the things, like I said, uh, people are saying, you know, a lot of people were sick over the holidays, you know, it's no surprise. A lot of people were, and, um, and I said, you know what, I, I don't get sick. I go down and the sickness exudes. Mm. So if I don't sleep well, that is the number one way for me to get sick. I don't have to catch anything. It's in me. And if I don't sleep well, my immune system just goes down. So for me, that is like the one thing. That's why I'm like, I can't be a firefighter. I can't be a police officer. I can't be, I work nights once in my life. And I was like, I can't do it. Like even the film industry, I'm like, I can't. Night shoots, like smash me open. So sleep is a big hack for me and it keeps me strong. If as long as I'm sleeping well, I can pretty much walk through a lot of things. Stressful days at work, stressful conversations with people. I can manage stress better, but without it, yeah, oh, man. I, no good. my, uh, my heart goes out to the shift workers, even my dad, yeah. he worked at a factory, like shift work his entire life. He loved it. He got used to it, but my body could, my very first job was McDonald's, which is polar opposite of this whole po- of our, our podcast. Right. And, um, it's when McDonald's was on the 401 uh, through Ontario. And so I worked at a 401 McDonald's open 24 hours a day. And I would have shifts from like, six till two o'clock in the morning or 11 o'clock at night until eight o'clock in the morning. And I would be wiped. Like it would take me two days to finally yeah. feel better. Um, Cause I I'm sensitive to sleep like that. I can't do yeah. the circadian rhythm. I mean, I don't know if we won't even want to get into that big conversation, but you mess up that natural circadian rhythm that your body is supposed to be sleeping when it's dark outside. Yeah. I was even back then. And, you know, I worked at nightclubs and before I worked, even after I stopped working in nightclubs, going to them and going to, you know, a warehouse and warehouse parties and raves. I was never that guy. They could go till six in the morning and see the light come up. It would just like two or three o'clock. I got to go to bed guys. Yeah. Just do your thing. I'll just sleep in the car. Yeah. I just didn't have it. And sleep was because I always got at the same time. I couldn't sleep in. Yeah. So if I went to bed at two, three in the morning, I'm getting up at seven or eight. It's yeah. how my body was wired. But uh, yeah, sleep is so important in terms of the timing as well. Timing is big. And a lot of us, I remember my dad telling me that as a young man, and it's not just how much the timing matters. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on, dad, whatever, man. He's like, yeah, get in bed by 10. That's when repair happens. Yeah. And I went and studied school and I was like, oh, he's right. Oh, crap. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in, I'm in bed by nine, nine, nine Like I have to be, it's funny. Um, the last two years, Joe and I, I haven't even attempted to make it to new year's. Like, I'm just like, cause new year's just passed. And yeah, yeah. this one, we were sick. We were supposed to have another couple come over, um, but canceled those plans. I was in bed at nine 30. Then the year before we didn't have the kids. So I was like, I'm not staying up to celebrate new year's cause staying up till midnight. And it's not just midnight. It's new year's, you know, clean up yeah. maybe in bed by like one, one 30. Oh uh, my goodness. Like it messes me up staying up that late. Yeah, no, it's, it's the same thing. It's uh, I noticed the difference. I just know, you know, for me, whether it's, and this is 
whatever people want to take from it they can whether it's how my skin looks how my digestion is how my physique looks all those things i can pinpoint and go huh look at that eh yeah. how i am in the gym how my mood is how my appetite is how my bowels are all those things i see i check off with sleep so i'm like hmm, it's not worth it for me that's all it is. there's too many things it throws off because i'm aware of it right yes um, so we were chatting about people having issues falling asleep. Um, what kind of like red flags are popping up for you uh, in terms of how the body's functioning? If people are waking up through the night, let's say you fall asleep easily and like 2 a.m. every night I'm up or like 4 a.m. like clockwork, I'm up. What is that signaling? Yeah, different organs are doing different things or getting worked on, right? So we know, you know, one to three, we are clean the liver a little bit. You know, so if we're waking up always at one to three, our liver may be missing things it needs to clean or maybe just too much cleaning to be done. You know, three to five, we are doing that two-step detoxification. We're trying to shake fatty substances, switch them to water or hydrophilic, as we call it, so we can pee-poo and sweat things out. A lot of antioxidant-rich times. So it's those are very important times, 10 to 1. You know, we're working on the pancreas, which deals with insulin, digestion. So carbohydrates are an issue. We have issues... But a lot of time, I think it's also serotonin. You know, if our body, a stressful day, maybe our carbs are too low for some people. Maybe they had them too much during the day and not enough in the evening. You know, maybe they're doing restrictive or maybe just like I said, stress is high. Stress depletes serotonin. Stress, serotonin helps our mind calm down, feel happy so we can go and stay in sleep. Yeah. So you think about that. If we're all amped up, serotonin's low or screen time pushes down serotonin pushes melatonin away for two hours with those things so your brain's going to get up yeah you have to look at the the after effect of stimulation and so uh like what you said there insulin if you have super refined carbohydrates maybe you're eating like you know cookies or chips or you know a big bowl of like cereal 10 o'clock before bed that spikes your insulin because it's got to break down those carbs and then as soon as that insulin starts to come back down or if it spikes up again like goes on that roller coaster it'll wake you up because it's stimulating the body detoxes throughout the night like what you said if it's overloaded those toxins being dumped into the blood overstimulating to the body it wakes it up and so like we're not supposed to wake up and then you need to start asking yourself okay so what is that stimulation coming in look back over the last six hours what have you done with your body or put into your body that can create that effect because it doesn't wake up for no reason there's there was a stimulation there and also it could be emotions right if you have a lot of emotions or your brain won't stay asleep if it has something to solve Mm-hmm. So if it's trying to solve emotions, if you're not writing them down, texting doesn't work. Sorry, people. If you're not writing them down, your brain will wake you up to solve emotions. It doesn't like to store harmful emotions. You know, and I remember hearing some of my favorite bodybuilders like Sean Ray back in the day going, yeah, you know, when you get in for a competition, you can never sleep, you know, whatever it's, you got a lot in your mind or whatever else. And it could be, that, that's very true. You do have a lot in your mind, but also it was very low carb diets for a lot of people who are carb depleting. You know, which will affect that serotonin and then will affect your sleep, right? So. Hello, fellow health junkie, Sarah here. I thought it would be a great opportunity for me to jump in and let you know about a free resource that we've created for you. We want to give you the number one protocol that all result-driven holistic coaches and practitioners give to get insane results with their clients. Results like easing digestive issues, increased physical and mental energy, accelerated weight loss, reduced inflammation weight, clearer, brighter skin, and a better sense of well-being. Go to www.transformationmentorship.ca forward slash start. 
Let us know your name and email address, and we'll send you a detailed manual explaining this protocol, how to coach your clients through this phase, food replacement lists, and client tools and resources so that you can get an action right away. Transformationmentorship.ca forward slash start. I've also left you a link in our show notes. Let's get back to the episode. And so now on our sleep journey, we come to the morning. What if people, I think there's a couple different situations we can talk about. Like, I feel like they have to drag themselves out of bed. Like you don't want to go to bed. You want to throw the covers over. You could sleep for probably another two hours. Like can't get out of bed. Then there's the people who can get out of bed and it takes them maybe an hour, 90 minutes to like actually feel alive and not so heavy in their body. Um, And then there's also the people that just the energy never comes up throughout the day. It's always quite low. And so what's happening with those um, different uh, scenarios, we'll call it. Uh, the, the, the not refreshed people, people that want to stand in the covers again, that is still serotonin. Serotonin is keep you asleep, wake up refreshed, you know, so that's the number one. So again, they're missing that. It could be gut health. We talk about, you know, serotonin is a nice neurotransmitter brain chemical that some of our gut, gut bacteria will make and ship to our brain you know, via the vagus nerve. So if we're missing that, if we don't have great gut health, whether from how we're eating or, you know, like fungus bacteria, other things then we may not have the great amount of serotonin. So we're always going to wake up like, you know, in the crapper kind of feeling. So that's one. If you're getting up, but it takes you a while to get going, that could be adrenals. Remember, and if if you're surface sleeping, I call people like surf the top two levels of sleep. They're not really getting in there. They're still getting temperature, touch, sound, all those sensory signals. They're light sleepers, I call them. That's a crappy sleeper. It's not a light sleeper. It's not a thing, people. <laughs> it's a crappy <laughs> it's not sleeper. A thing. Yeah. Okay. We just try to make ourselves feel better. Oh, yeah. I, I, I only need three hours of sleep, and I'm a light sleeper. Um. <laughs> only Navy SEALs are light sleepers. Okay. Everyone else is a crappy sleeper. Okay. So that is your adrenals are still awake. They're still firing. And that may be light in the room, things, your brain. All those different things we talked about before, sir. So then if your adrenals are on night watch all night, in the morning when you want to wake them up, they're like, dude, we've been up all night. Like, we, we can't fire. What do you want from us, right? Yeah. And then the people that never get moving uh, throughout the day, it's probably a mixture of both. They aren't they aren't sleeping deep. They aren't repairing. They aren't getting those bottom two, two or three levels of repair and rejuvenation. So they just their, their adrenals won't fire. They're like, I'm done. You know, they'll probably get a kick in the afternoon. Yeah. They, their curve may be switched where they're, their cortisol curve where it doesn't fire in the morning, it fires in the evening, yeah. you know, and the guy, I'm a night person, I'm awake, you know, from three o'clock, they got all this energy and thought process. So, yeah. Yeah. I find my mornings give me a lot of indication as to how well I treated my body the day before and how well my sleep was. Um, Cause I know I'm a sensitive creature like yourself, Ken, if I have too much sugar or maybe have some processed foods in the evening, I wake up with some dark circles under my eyes, especially sugar does that to me. And I'm like, okay, had too much sugar yesterday. If I wake up and my gut is heavy, I know that I didn't keep food out long enough before I went to bed. So got to pay attention to that. Um, and sometimes it like, yeah, that serotonin. Sometimes I feel I can get like a little slower getting out of bed. Then I have to think, okay, so how's my gut working right now? And so all these little signals can help you find the clues. And I think that, like that's what all of our conversations are about. That's what stress-reduced fat loss is about. It's what our mentorship is about. It's how do you find the clues to figure out where the body is going wrong? Because there's so many, so many pieces and it's like a puzzle. How do I perfect each puzzle piece and have it together so that it's such a well-oiled machine, optimized, you feel good. And 
I, I remember when I started learning about holistic nutrition and realized that the body is supposed to feel good. You're supposed to have a lot of energy. You're supposed yeah. to wake up rested. You're supposed to, you know, go to the bathroom every day and not have uh, bloating or any gut issues. Like you're supposed to have a clear mind. You're supposed to be happy. Like when you realize like that is the optimal human state, then you need to start asking yourself, okay, so why is that not happening to me? And where's that puzzle piece that's missing or that key that we can call it? It's, it's yeah. there. The answer will be there. It is. And you're right. It's, it's training. I think that's one of the great things we do in the mentorship is, is teaching coaches how to listen to their clients' bodies, not mm-hmm. just steamroll through like, this is what we're doing. Power through it. You know, you don't feel good. Don't worry about it. Just keep going. It's like, listen to the body. What is it telling you? Because someone else will take this or let's say we'll sleep at 10 o'clock and at 10 a.m. they're still tired. Someone else will sleep at 10 p.m. and at 5 a.m. they're up listening to it and going, hmm, what does that mean? And what do they need to keep healing? Yeah. As long as you listen and give it what it needs, the body always repairs. And that's just, that's, that's the best thing about what I think we're teaching students. Then you're not guessing. Yeah. And I'll, I'll do a little plug for our, our mentorship right now. Our next uh, cohort is starting on February 28th. And, you know, if you're a trainer and you're intrigued by all these conversations and you want to learn how to assess the body, like, how do I find the missing puzzle pieces for each of my individual clients and not be guessing and giving, you know, you know, blanket protocols that worked for this person. So I'm hoping it works for this person. Like, if you really want to know how to assess the body from this internal perspective, that is what our transformation mentorship is all about. It's a six month course starts February 28th. Um, you can jump over to our website, transformationmentorship.ca um, and find more information there. Cause we're so passionate about helping people find answers. Because when you can find an answer, do the proper protocol and actually see the result, then you start looking for more clues within your body because we all want to feel good. Like we all want to feel good. And being able to give that to a client, oh my God, there's just so much gratification and transforming someone's life like that. Yeah, sure. And it starts with ourselves, right? We've we've felt it. So we want other people to feel it. You Absolutely. know, and I think a lot of um uh, any coaches listening out there, or even clients, especially if clients listen to this podcast right now, remember we got here because we have our own challenges. So we we are you guys. We have just lived it, learned it, and we're passing it on. So uh, I really think that's important to remember: is we've had our challenges with sleep, with gut, with all these things, and we've seen the benefit of how sleep is better. Then we've duplicated it with other people. Yeah. Now we've duplicated it with students; they're seeing it with their people. So this is something that is a uh, is really powerful for us from yeah. our own perspective. I I truly believe in order to really help someone with their health and optimize, you have to go on the journey yourself, because if you don't know what it's like to experience debilitating fatigue in the morning, um, and you haven't been able to look for all the clues and find maybe answers that didn't work for you, but then finances that work for you, you're able to communicate and coach a, a client better. And there's nothing better than experiential wisdom to coach a client as opposed to reading a textbook and just regurgitating information that you don't have firsthand experience about. That's true. You know, I, whenever I hear something on online or, or someone's reputable, I go research it first. Great. Okay. What's the research on it? Is it viable research? And then I got to go test it out. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we looked at things like how sleep affects memory, you know, people decision-making, you know, that our doc, our medical system is set up where uh, people in uh, when they go through their internship aren't sleeping. Yeah. You know, I, I challenge people to go and research where did that come from. I won't say where did it come from that they're not supposed to sleep and get through it. Who is a doctor that started that? 
And what was he really doing that was enabling him to not sleep? Mm. We've set up a whole system on not sleeping, but decision-making is, is huge for that. You know, 40% of change in proper decisions in a, in an OR when you're there, that's, that's huge. It's like, you could, you're not making the right choices, but we think not sleep is great. It's this power that we think it's power not to sleep, but it's, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's changing that. Like you gotta grind hard and you know, you, you gotta suffer. Like you don't, you'll actually do better, perform better, be happier by optimizing the body and learning to work with it. You know, like people are more agitated when they don't sleep. They forget things. Having the conversation, if you and I are dating, hey, remember we said this? No, we didn't. We didn't say that. And you're like, yeah, we did. I'm like, literally your brain has a hard time remembering information. How does that affect your relationships? Period. Forget about everything else. Forget about health. Relationships with your kid, your, your loved ones, your parents. That alone is an agitator. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. that's huge. Yeah. It's funny. Even... um Joe, uh, he used to have a lot of back pain. Um, and it's funny when he started healing his back, he, he healed through, there was some emotional stuff there through pain as well, which could probably be a whole other conversation. Um, but healing his back pain, his, um, temperament completely changed. So you realize like if you're someone who's short with people, um, or you get riled up quickly, or you're super quick to react, or, you know, those people that just seem moody all the time. There, yep. there, there's some, there's some type of pain that is agitating them. And if you didn't get enough sleep and your body's not repaired properly and it just can't function, you're going to be short with people and you're going to be, you know, not well tempered at all. And it's, it's because your body isn't functioning properly. It's not because you're a miserable person. You're miserable because your body isn't functioning properly. Right. And that just goes out everywhere. You know, like it's, it's crazy. Cardiovascular, you know, uh, how we deal with cancer, how we kill cancer, all those different things are affected by our sleep. And the, you know, this isn't me speaking guys go dive into the research that's out there. It's there. It may be under a mat, but it's there. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's huge. I said, that's why my wife's a firefighter and I always study a lot of emergency services workers. And it's always when they get to the end of their life of their firefighter, then they start passing. And we've always thought it's smoke. It's this, and yes, it is toxin, hundred percent of toxin, but the biggest thing they're seeing, it is the lack of sleep. Mm. That is weaken their system to deal with disease. And it's like, you know, like that, that helped them change the tones in there. It's no longer bah, bah, bah. now it's like, click. It's different. They're changing it because sleep is such a vital thing. It's, it's making them die. Like it's like, yeah. <laughs> keeping those, I've, I've heard a lot of stories too, even high executive people, you know, uh, lawyers who have uh, like a really high stress career they retire and then their body gives out on them and they die. And so if we're stressed and we're not sleeping properly, you're in fight or flight. So the body's in survival. And if it's pumping out adrenaline all the time, it'll keep your body going. But then if you retire and you have a calm and relaxing life, it's like the body doesn't even know how to function. It actually relaxes so it can restore. I remember it's common as well for people in university to be stressed for exams you know, pulling those all nighters. And as soon as it's over, they get sick. Yeah. But the body yeah. actually, like, if you get sick, it's because you've actually given your body the, the chance to express, you know, that, that illness or that dysfunction, that imbalance. But if you're never giving the body rest and proper sleep and low stress, and you're pounding it and pounding it and pounding it, you know, you're looking at a heart attack or a stroke or, or some, something that's super significant like that. If it's been decades of stress. Yep. 
Yeah, and lack of it's funny how much sleep will affect those things. And that's uh, you know, I, I remember the for me, one of the first times I really started looking at sleep, I remember studying going, Hey, I've always been a late night studier all through university when I went back and did my you know holistic nutrition late night study, and they go, If you sleep earlier, I'll retain information better. I'm like, why do we do all nighters then if it doesn't work? So I started trying when I was older studying, I need to go to bed early, get up early and study. And I, my brain was actually working better, yeah. you know, retaining stuff better. And I was like, oh, I wish I knew that 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, you think I need to put in more time. No. Do you need to put in more quality time? Yeah. Yeah. Get more sleep, like have the body function better to retain that, like what you just said there. And therefore, yeah. it's it's less time, less stress. Like sometimes, sometimes like less is a lot more in, in a mm. lot of cases with the body. Like give it that space, give it that rest. Sleep, so important. Um, I've I've heard, and I, I don't want to spread misinformation, and maybe you can correct me here, Ken. Doesn't the brain shrink when we sleep and it allows uh fluids to go through that that cavity within our brain to flush the brain and clear the brain and you know eliminate brain fog and toxins and, and everything? Is that I didn't know that. No, I'm not sure. It okay. could be. I'm not sure though. I'm not sure I've heard that. that, yeah. Um, and so if you're not getting into those deep REM sleeps, the brain isn't shrinking enough and therefore it doesn't have that circulation of you know, on our water talk, you talked about that detox highway, you know, through. So then through I the guess brain. the brain would be almost like, in, in, not inflamed, but almost stay in the state, right? Is that kind of. Like yeah. A... And so if, if the brain isn't being flushed, then you wake up with adding more toxins on top of it or all the things that are in our modern day life. And so it's wow. like you build up uh, a residue within the brain. So you got brain fog, you got poor memory, you got concentration issues. Um, if you're not getting sleep properly. No, again, yeah, that, that, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard that somewhere. I definitely didn't study it, but it would make sense for a lot of people with the cognitive issues. Yeah. And you know, I remember we say in the mentorship at 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. or 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., we're working on the brain, taking it out of hypervigilance, taking it back to, you know, a proper sleep, relax, uh, working on stored emotions, working on all this and getting our brain because we're so hypervigilant. We're so like going this way. We got to reset those neurotransmitters getting back on track. And that's why disrupted sleep between those times a lot of people are that can affect you know your emotions your feeling your moods your ability to think focus like it's yeah. it's huge so yeah oh wonderful i could geek out over sleep all the time i'm always looking to perfect my my routine okay. or my my hygiene i guess you call it sleep hygiene right. um so if anybody's listening here you're working with clients even starting like a sleep journal like, what did you do for the two hours uh, going to bed without even making any changes? Like, I, you know, I challenge you, you know, what is your sleep routine right now? You, you know, we all have a routine. Anything that you do habitually is a routine. Sometimes it's just not a great routine. So what have you been doing two hours before bed? Did you fall asleep on time? Did it take you a long time? Did you wake up in the night? How did you feel when you woke up in the morning? What was that quantity, that time that you got? And like, really start asking yourself, how do I feel with how my sleep journey is right now? And then start looking to maybe remove some light, get to bed earlier, um, don't eat food so late at night, uh, and really start to watch that quality of your, your energy and your well-being for the days to come, because it's all just that cascade effect. So start living for your future self. I love it. That's, a, that's the best thing I've heard today. I love that. I don't know if that was on this podcast or our water. Ken and I are recording two podcasts right now, so oh. we're, we're blending conversations. I'm not sure, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what are you talking about, Ken? I'm like, yeah, sorry. Nope, that was another time. episode. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, anything else for us uh, having to do with uh, a sleep? I mean, 
I loved this conversation. You know, just, just keep in mind with that, you know, sleep is, as you said, listen to the body and a simple thing that I had a client tell me a long time ago, he always had sleep issues. He was very overweight as well. You know, as they say, obesity and, and poor sleep in North America almost look like the same chart mm-hmm. when they look at it. So work on, if you're looking to change, you know, how your body's looking, feeling, functioning, drop body fat, feel better. Sleep is where you start, you know, and I, as he, every 30 minutes, he removed a cell phone from watching like three minutes before bed, then 45, then an hour. At an hour, he slept two hours at night for the first time, almost consecutively in his life. Wow. That's incredible. When he, when he got to 90 minutes, he slept five hours. And when we took it out two and a half hours before bed, he slept seven hours straight. That was over the course of three weeks we did this. And this is a gentleman that would never, has never slept great. Wow. So that, when people say, ah, it's this, it's that, listen to yourself mm. and try it. See how you do, as Sarah said, and, and keep implementing listful things. And that's, no one can take that away from you. Yeah, that's wonderful. Awesome, Ken. Thank you for the great conversation. Always. Thank you. And we'll, we'll see everybody on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us here on this episode today. Let's hang out over on Instagram at Transformation Mentorship. And better yet, take a screenshot of this episode, upload it to stories, tag us, and let us know what you loved about the episode. We'll see you next time.